Welcome to Bartel Radio. I'm Cass Enright. On October 1st, 2016, Bar Volo, one of Toronto's most revered beer bars, closed its doors due to a future development on the property. Bar Volo has been one of the most influential beer bars in the local beer scene, as they have hosted numerous tap takeovers, beer events, and tastings over the years, perhaps most notably Cask Days, which is now a standalone festival at the Evergreen Brickworks. Bar Volo's final day coincided with this year's Zwanzi Day, an international simultaneous beer festival of sorts, whereby numerous bars around the world all tap a special keg from the Cantillon Brewery of Belgium. Being Volo's last day, I took this opportunity to chat with the many brewers, beer lovers, and other members of the beer industry who attended to celebrate this momentous beer bar and look forward to Volo's new beginnings on College Street and Church Street. The following episode of Bartal Radio consists of personal memories recorded live over the final two days of Bar Volo. Thanks to the participants, which included Maz Brereton, Nick Pashley, Ken Woods, Doug Shoemaker, Russ Burdick, Jason Fisher, Ryan Morrow, Robin LeBlanc, Rob Mora, Mike Lackey, Cody Noland, Michael Hancock, Sam Corbet, Zach Weinberg, Matt Tweedy, Jason Tremblay, Ian McCoustra, Luke LaFontaine, Julian Morana, and Ralph Morana. I hope you enjoy it. Well, Cass, my memory of Volo is not just the beer, which is of course awesome, but the community and the people who are behind Volo. And, you know, when, when we took over the Victory Cafe, we got to know Ralph and his family. And I was blown away by how he helped us, how he didn't treat us as a competitor. He treated us as part of this wonderful community, gave us advice, welcomed us. And you know what? That is just a blissful memory of somebody who's done a great job. And um, uh, we're indebted to him. And uh, it's Maz from Castoronto. There's so much more I don't remember about Volo than I do remember, which is a tribute to Ralph and his hospitality. I remember first hearing about Volo in about 2001, 2002. It might have been on Bartel, or it might have been from my wife who worked around the corner at the time and said, you know, there's this odd little Italian restaurant I've never noticed. And apparently they're selling good beer now. And we've been coming ever since. And I really loved those early cask days out on the patio, coinciding with Halloween and watching Young Street go by on Halloween weekend. That was fabulous. I'm Nick Pashley. I write about beer and I drink even more of it. Um, enjoying many pints here at Volo, but I can always remember delivering and trying to get the kegs of beer down the stairs, trying to be very careful not to break the stairs, as well as smack my head on the ceiling as you're going down those stairs. So a lot of good memories here. Uh, really amazing place. Absolutely fun place to drink and enjoy and chat with beer and kind of a, a nucleus for just beer growing all over the place. And by the way, I'm Ken from Black Oak Brewing Company, so enjoy and cheers. Some of my fondest memories at Volo are on Saturday afternoons as they would just open at noon. Ralph would be kind enough to have a few of us come in with what was called a cheese tasting. Now the idea was we'd bring in a beer that wasn't on their menu. He'd discreetly put it away, put it in the fridge. We all brought some cheese, of course. So we started off with maybe six or seven people, probably had eight cheeses and ten beers. And then it just, just got bigger and bigger. We had sometimes to be... 11, 12 people, 20 cheeses, 31 beers. It was fabulous. So thank you, Ralph, for the memories. Uh, the cheese tasting will live in my mind forever. For me, I think uh, my fondest memories, there's, there's so many memories of Volo, but the fondest ones would be 
uh, probably Cash Days 2006, um, Peche on cask with coffee beans in it uh, to start the day, uh, my own homebrew being served, uh, Perry from Scotch-Irish saying that it was his favorite of the day before the day had even begun really. Uh, I mean, that was a pretty stellar day, stellar moment. And, uh, I mean, every cast days that followed and every other time I visited, it's always been such a warm and welcoming place. Ralph and, and uh, Moranis have been, they treat you like family. And uh, I'm just, I, I'm almost not even sad to see this place go. I'll, I'll miss it in some ways, but I'm super excited to see uh, what comes next, uh, to check out the, the, the replacement Volo on, on uh, church and uh, the new one the boys have got going over on college. So it'll be exciting. And so... Uh, yeah, I guess that's my memories of Volo, uh, Russ from from Beer Goddard. Doing deliveries of Volo is always fun because you gotta like know a secret code and navigate some MTs and you get in the back. And I'm coming in the morning, I drop off a keg, and they're in the kitchen. The two brothers and Ralph's in front of them making the red sauce. He's got a big pot of it and he's stirring. And the brothers are on their phone looking the other way, like don't want to be there. And I'm like, Ralph, what's going on? He's like, I'm making the sauce. And Julian's like, what's in it? He's like, I can't tell you yet. You're not old enough. I can't tell you what's in it. They can't know this. And he's adding stuff to it. And Thomas is like, whatever. He's texting and looking the other way. And he's like blocking them out. He's got like a little secret. And he's putting them in. So he won't tell the sons what's in the red sauce. This is like six months ago. I think my favorite memory was definitely, uh, I think it was a funk night where uh, Mike Lackey uh, got in a fight with a girl on the patio. It was pretty, uh, pretty memorable. I, that's my favorite memory. Right. Um, my name is Robin LeBlanc. Um, I am a beer writer. I have uh, well, thethirstywench.com. I'm a columnist for Torontoist and Metroland North Media, and I'm the co-author of uh, the Ontario Craft Beer Guide. Um, so, my memory of Volo. Um, this is actually where I first came to learn about craft beer, more flavorful beer. I, I like a long time ago, probably about 2007, 2008. Um, I tried a bottle of. Um, Jamais, and realized that like there was a whole complexity of flavors out there in terms of beer. Before that, I had a Heineken, I had something like that. I was so wowed by this, and a friend in the know suggested that we check out Barvolo because that's sort of one of the more original places to go to actually like learn about this, you know, craft beer, flavorful beer. So um, a group of us went because we were far too poor to just sort of go into individually we would save up for probably about you know 20 bucks 30 bucks each and then just do this massive bottle share between us and um the most common phrase that i said in my first and second and third and fourth and fifth times was essentially like beer can taste like that <laughs> you know there, there's there's this flavor in beer there's it that that's crazy and we would just try this and that led to wanting to learn more about it and you know i, I that led to sort of finding books and going to other things and I you know became a writer since then and um, now it's got nearly almost 10 years later uh, and I don't know what to say this is uh, I found a whole new family in the craft beer industry it's definitely sort of uh, this place has changed my life you know for the better and um it's also kind of neat that, like, since that time of just sort of sitting down and, you know, discovering that, you know, there was such a thing as a, a lambic, you know, uh, that now I co-authored a book that is the only book that's being displayed here. And it, 
very emotional, and and I'm very um, I'm I'm excited to see where you know everything is going to be going. Of course, this isn't goodbye. This is just you know see you later. But I'm really going to miss this space. Hi, I'm uh, Ralph Barana from Barbolo, and um, Cass wants me to discuss a memory from uh, Barbolo. Uh, one of my fondest memory was 2005 cast days, which was the first cast days. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing, and uh, but the place got filled up with a bunch of brewers and a bunch of beer enthusiasts, and it went on for about five, six hours. And at that time, we were serving half pints and pints. And I've never seen so many people after the fifth hour so tipsy. <laughs> but they all had this glow in their eye. It was like, you know, a candy store. And, uh, it, and, and it, I, I just remember all these individual faces. And it was just the best, best uh, uh, event I think we've ever had here. I mean, we've had a lot of great events, but that was still my most fondest. Do you remember how many beers we had that year? It ended up the being 22. Year? 22. I was aiming for, I think we had 13 brewers, and some of them weren't even brewers. No, <laughs> they were brewers, but uh, we ended up with 22. 22. On the, the first, and... Um, that was yeah. a lot of cask for back then, yeah. Well, it wasn't even, a, it was unheard of. <laughs> I know, it was unheard of. 22 casks is quite a bit. Uh, I think... I believe it wasn't the, the largest at the time. I remember being in Vancouver the year before, and there was a bar, and I can't remember the name. They had around 20 firkins on their bar. I kind of like that. <laughs> but I, they're not in business now, and I can't even remember their name. But anyway, that was my fondest memory of for events. It's Rob from Bo's All Natural Brewing Company. Here at uh, Barbolo's last day and my memory of Barbolo that comes to mind personally is Bolo. Uh, we did the first tap takeover here and I just remember being really overwhelmed with um, the Miranda's hospitality and allowing it to happen. And then I remember the crazy, the crazy day of the event with the lineup going down to Donald's and uh, we, we didn't know what to expect and the, the Bolo crowd uh, came out with um, with excitement uh, for a tap takeover at Bolo, and um, and I, I couldn't thank uh, we couldn't thank the Moranas um, enough to to feature our brewery and and to turn and to have fun with the idea of turning Bolo into Bolo and having everywhere it, it would be everywhere that is normally Bolo is was Bose for the night and. They were so open to the uh, creative idea, and uh, and they added to it, um, and it just made it a special experience. Uh, best memory would have been um, not sure what night it was after an event. Uh, went to Popeyes, and uh, I wasn't too happy with the gravy. Went to the manager. He took me in the back to show me the gravy uh, production, which is. Uh, well, it's disgusting, but most importantly, he got me better gravy, and so I was very. And after that moment, the manager and I, we had a bit of a, uh, we had a personal relationship, and my uh, my gravy improved, fried chicken improved. I could go to him anytime I needed. Uh, my name's Cody. Uh, I work at Amsterdam, uh, and the reason I work at Amsterdam is because I met uh, Ian McCooster here uh, at the house sales launch. 
um, way back uh, when that was. Um, I think one of my favorite memories of Volo was coming here uh, when I proposed to my wife. Um, we sat down on the patio, had a few beers before going out for dinner, and Ralph came over, uh, got us around, just said congratulations, and then told me that his first marriage lasted nine months. My name is Julian Morana. I am one of the owners of Bar Volo. One of my memories would be the first ever Ciel Tap Takeover. Uh, it was insanity. It was the first tap takeover we ever did that had a turnout that literally went three blocks north on Young Street. It's always, you get to figure out what kind of tap takeover it's going to be on where the customers line up. And this one was, it's like only, honestly one of the only ones that went north on Young opposed to along Dundonald. And we had DJs, due to shower DJing. We had all these beers, we had Pesce flowing all night. I think we got out of here at like 7 in the morning with, with Duda Ciel. Uh, or we went back to their hotel and we invented Pesce Motel. That's when we travel with the, the DDC guys and we drink Pesce in the early hours and we call it Pesce Motel. But anyways, that moment was really um, a special one, not only because it was the first premiere of that brewery, which I love, but you really got to see the energy of what this place could look like could really pull off um, and I got the same energy with Mike Lackey's Great Lakes Tap Takeover here all the tap takeovers like even from the house sales one house sales was a really cool tap takeover we had you know our little nano brewery we had what is it 26 beers on the board and everyone's thinking how the hell did Ralph brew all those beers you know like we had barrel aged wine barrel aged beers and didn't make any sense um, that was awesome. Uh, funk, Swansea, Funk Night. There's so many. Stone. The Stone event was insane. We were the first bar to get Stone in Ontario. Um, and maybe legally in Canada. I'm not sure because Greg was uh, very sensitive about that. But we drank our entire Stone shipment in like one afternoon. And I remember there was three long tables just filled with empty bottles. And there was one photo of everyone giving a toast and everyone was drunk off Arrogant Bastard. That was pretty crazy. I don't know, cast days. My parents made one year of cast days at the, the door at Volo. Part of the admission, you got a cheese platter. I don't know if you remember this. My parents made me get here at like 7 in the morning and I had to prep like 500 cheese boards in these miniature little boxes that everyone got when they entered Volo. What beer, what beer event does that? I don't know. But it's those little details and those little things growing up that my parents had always instilled what's like in, the importance of. Um, and I'm just going to remember, I'm just going to miss, miss this place. Yeah. Uh, but I think the, the name and legacy of Volo will always currently go on with Thomas, myself, and Ralph. And, uh, you know, right now, Beer Ria Volo and uh, Church. That's all I can say, yeah. So, one of the first things I meant, remember about Bar Volo or Cafe Volo is being down at the St. Lawrence uh, Beer Festival and this little family arrived, uh, Ralph and Ina and a couple of young teenagers, and they said, we think we're, we're Italian restaurant now, we think we're gonna get some more interesting beers, what have you got to offer? And I gave them 
uh, taste of the Weiss beer, and they said, that's it, that's going to be our first beer. Apparently, they put it on the um, sandwich board outside, and things changed from that point on. I think it's just great. It's wonderful to remember that. Now, the other thing I remember about this place is, is either my wife's or my 50th birthday, maybe. We, we, we filled the place about half full. We all got totally tanked. And I was at the stage where a number of friends were going to drag me across the road to a tattoo parlor, which was somewhere over there within walking distance and I was going to get my first tattoo and the question was where was it going to be and luckily I spent so long trying to figure that out that it finally became after 11 which was when the place closed so I'm still tattooless there you go <laughs> it's Michael Hancock by the way ex Denison's no, never ex Denison's Denison's side launch and a very very happy uh, and privileged uh, regular at Barvolo. All right, so ten, about 10 years ago, I'm pretty sure it's 10 years ago, I remember coming to Volo with my wife to buy our first tickets to our first cast days. And it was, we just bought these paper tickets off Ralph from behind the bar. And it just seemed so low-key at the time. And it was a, you know, sort of, Really low tech, just felt community wise like awesome, and that moment stuck in my head for a long time. How how small it started when it used to be on the patio, and it was just you know the brewers and everyone had a good time, and how it exploded, and the tap list looked a lot less. It didn't go A through Z. It was much smaller, maybe a, a, a through, like, maybe J. And then the first moment you come back, and it was great. That was that, That's my premier moment of Volo, is that buying that ticket. But the first beer that you have when it's your beer at Volo was like, hey, man, I made it. I did it. I'm at fucking Volo. I, I could drink my own beer at the bar that kicked it off. And now I'm getting all, like, sad. I feel sad. But it's, this place was an important place. It was a confluence of like time and where we were as Ontario Brewers. And to watch over the last 10 years how much has changed and how much it's developed. The fact that they can get to Zed now and all of those taps are awesome. Like awesome. Like if you look at that tap list, there's not one thing missing that you can't have. It's just such... It's a testament to Ontario and this place, and I think we owe them a lot, so thank you. One of my first memories of Olo was coming here, and they had just done their Great Divide feature. You remember that? I remember that. Yeah, and they had their, uh, they had Hercules, yeah. Double IPA, and Titan IPA on yeah. tap. Yeti, not on tap, but in bottles. Maybe? Some Yeti, yeah, yeah. And, uh... I worked up the street at Young and Bloor at an, at an ad agency, or uh, yeah, ad agency, and uh, I came down here, I was just walking by, and I saw Titan IPA, and I decided to try it. It was like my first eight or nine dollar beer, and it blew my mind. It was the first real IPA I had that really, uh, it was my first experience of over-the-top hops, you know? Yeah. 
Um, and the waitress explained to me the, uh, what the Hercules double IPA was all about, and I was scared. It was 10 bucks, it was like 8 or 9%, and I was scared as hell. And uh, I, I would come back every, every week or two and try the Titan. I tell people about it, like, you gotta try this beer. And then eventually, after a couple of months, I mustered up the courage, and I, I felt I was worthy enough to try the Hercules Double IPA. And I remember coming here, and it was really a treat. It was like my first ten dollars beer, it was my first double IPA, and uh, Barbolo is really—it's—it's um, it's a super culturally significant bar to Toronto. It was many people's first taste of. Uh, beer outside of Toronto and what craft beer really was, what an IPA or double IPA really was. And they were tuned in before anyone else was. Um, and I was also telling Jeff, you know, they were the first ones to uh, post their tap list on Twitter. And I would I would go on Twitter every day just to see what Barbola was putting on tap. And you notice that one change. And that was like the new beer in Ontario. It really was. Um, and I come down here after work if there's a new beer because that was the thing to try. Now you can't keep track of the different breweries. Back then, if you knew if a brewery was coming out with a different beer, you knew about it. Saw the city coming out with Lone Pine. I remember, I remember the burger bar release of that. And then our, you know? And now I don't, I don't know half the new breweries in Ontario, but Barvolo is really... Uh, was the mecca of craft beer for so long and really super influential uh, to every brewer and brewery that I know in Ontario right now. And soundbite. Um, so my first time coming to Volo, I was a total noob into the beer scene and my partner and I strolled up to this group of, there was eight people, and sort of latched on to the end of the table and there was a super beer nerd in that group who had just bought a bottle of uh, West Laverton number 12 and no one else in the group was interested in drinking it but me and my partner were totally like you know we were on latching on to every single word he was saying and he shared it with us and now I'm a super beer nerd traveling around the world for beer all right Matt Tweedy uh, Tooth and Nail Brewing Company uh, my first uh, foray to Volo was uh, coming in here and looking at a bunch of bottle lists from the States and I drank a Morimoto Imperial Pilsner from Rogue, showed it off to a bunch of friends, never knew that a beer could cost 30 bucks and uh, went on to come back day in and day out and discover what they had to offer and who knew that four years later I'd be writing a business plan. and. While I was writing the business plan, I ended up bartending here and became uh, great friends with the family. And uh, that friendship will never die and continues to this day. And thanks, Moranas, for helping me on my way. Hi, uh, Jason Droplet. Um, I was one of the first brewers at House Ales with John Hall. So, way back when. Uh, the first funk night started because we had a bunch of beers that didn't properly attenuate because of a bad batch of British malt. I told Ralph, you know, I think we can make those beers taste good, 
by throwing a bunch of threat and bacteria at those beers. Uh, my memory's a little hazy, but I think that first night we had Brett West Side Ale, the uh, IPA, uh, Lactobacillus uh, Abnormal, a Brett Abnormal, and a couple other uh, kettle salad beers. Once Julian and Thomas realized what we were doing, they started thinking, so I wonder what other barrel-aged and funk beers are in Ontario? And so they started reaching out to Amsterdam and uh, uh, Nickelbrook, um, Great Lakes, and it turns out a lot of other brewers had Brett, Funk, and barrel-aged beers, some Saisons, some Belgian ales. And that was really the genesis of Funk Night. We had a bunch of beers that didn't turn out right here because of bad malt. And we realized bunch of other brewers in Ontario were sitting on experimental beers, not quite knowing what they had, and we had Funk Night. My favorite Bolo memory is, is probably Ralph's continuing battle with a pigeon on the patio. What happened? This pigeon has been causing havoc for years with his patio guests. So it started off with him putting up spikes, as you can see up top. Yes. Ralph's an amazing man, but he's got a slight temper when it comes to uh, birds. Ralph's been battling with this pigeon for a few years, and this pigeon's kind of entrenched itself in the upper... Uh, shelf course there. Did you know that Ralph's had four separate spikes put up trying to dislodge this pigeon? I did not know that. The one day I'm out on the patio and Ralph's showing off his new spikes and he's so fucking proud of these spikes. The pigeon. I'm telling I'm telling the pigeon story. How you were <laughs> how you were standing there Look at my new spikes, look at my new spikes. This pigeon is gone forever, this will never happen again. First I had a guy put all these long nails in there. Oh no, you heard me say So the pigeon, as Ralph's standing there, flies in, stands on top of the spikes, and just rotates its head looking straight at Ralph. And he loses his fucking mind. He absolutely loses his mind. That's amazing. That's probably my favorite Volo memory. Oh, I have another one. Yes. It was uh, cast days every year uh, when Ralph taps post-colonial IPA from Fred from Hoffenstark. Oh, fuck it, yeah. It explodes on him every, every year. year. And one year, someone captured a photo of it mid-explosion and Ralph just going like, it's a great photo. It's a great photo. It's another memory. Yeah, Volo. I mean, uh, I think it's 2005. 
uh, a few months before Cavs days. Uh, what I can remember is uh, we, we, I got to Volo for the first time uh, through our good friend Larry Chris that, uh, that uh, Cass you know very much. Uh, we were, every year we're going, uh, we're going to, uh, to Larry to hang out at his house and uh, drink his own brews. And at that time, you know, we want to know a good, good place to, uh, to come and drink uh, craft beer in Toronto. And, uh, and he, he got us here. And this is the first time I met Ralph Moreno. Uh, and um, he was on his way out, and uh, but we have a brief talk, and you know from that day I knew that this guy would would become uh, a very special person in my life. So a few months later he came to Montreal, and uh, and uh, he drank uh, corn du diable for first time uh, on cask, and he just fell in love with it. So. Jude said was at the, the, the next Cas Days, and we came to Cas Days here at Volo, uh, you know, the good old days, I'm sure you remember. And so, yeah, that's where it kind of all started. Um, you know, we, we grew a, an amazing relation of, uh, of trust, and, um, and yeah, after that, you know, Jude Ciel uh, came, came to, 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 uh, to uh, Ontario via yeah, Ralph, and uh, I, I remember Dudzel wanted to use another uh, another importer. Well, I don't know if I can say importer distributor, yeah. and um, and Ralph learned ab about it uh, from uh, from Stefan at Dudzel, and Stefan actually called Ralph because I guess he wanted to deal with uh, with, with Ralph, and uh, and as soon as Ralph. Uh, Heard that he just he just took his car to uh, to Montreal and that uh, you know he, he really want this to uh, to to happen and um, and to change our mind and uh, Ralph became the uh, the the, Im the the importer of Dudzel and uh, from from there you know we came here a bunch of times you know to, uh, for me I say Toronto for me is Volo is and the Moranas are our Toronto for me. I'm here right now. I'm opening my brewery. It's because of them. You know, it's uh, it's not. Yeah, I mean, influence uh, by them 100%. And uh, yeah, all the good memories at, at Volo. You know, from I did two collaboration beers here on the small system. Uh, you know, a bunch of two tap 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 takeovers, I think, or anyways, a bunch of events and cast days. You know great memories so this is this is my uh, this is my this is my my second home you know <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, last day today it's uh, like Ian says you know we shouldn't be um, more how do you say morning morning we, we should we should be sad about it we should be happy a bunch of uh, new, you know a bunch of exciting things along the way you know I hope for Ralph too uh, you know very special for me uh, and uh, yeah, I wish him the best, and I'm always gonna be there since t un until the last of my breath, you know, uh, on this planet Earth. So yeah, <laughs> you know, last day, Zwanzi day. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. You know, cheers. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.